Amen. All right. Do you have your Bibles this morning? Let's go right quick to the Word of God. Luke chapter 15 and from verse 11. Luke 15 and from verse 11. One of our favorite scriptures in the Bible. Luke 15 and verse 11. Something I want to say to you, which the Lord reminded me this morning that I should emphasize to you. This year, do not miss services. Uh, you know, listen, anytime God reminds me of, I said it on New Year's Eve, but as I was praying early hours of this morning, the Lord reminded me again, do not miss services this year. Please, I beg you. Uh, somebody say, but it costs a lot to come to church. Yes, let it cost you. God is not unjust. There is a scripture in the Bible that I caught when I was a young man. I was in my 20s when I began serving God. And that scripture says that uh, in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, if I maybe put it, let me not just quote it, put it on the screen. Let everybody see it. The Bible says, but without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is or that he is God. And what else? He is a what? A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. There is a reason why many people in the body of Christ are not rewarded. Because there are no diligent seekers. There is a place where you seek God with everything you are and everything you have. And that's when you begin to receive his reward. Listen, God is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. Can I say that again? I say God is a rewarder. Please seek God with everything. The days of saying, I live very far. Those days are over. When is this? Find yourself here. Am I talking to somebody? Determine that I will not miss church. I don't know what will make me. Listen, I, what I am doing today, I didn't start today. Since my 20s, I have never missed church for no reason. I can't. I can't. I have never missed church. In our previous church, we were there for five and a half years, my wife and I. We missed service once. I go to church four times or five, four times a week. Four times. Because I do counseling on Tuesdays. I started counseling from that church. I do counseling. I go to Sunday service. We have, and then I go for, we lead, I lead prayers. And then I come to church on Sunday. And then we had, I think we had our service, midweek service on Friday. Church, I never miss church. The once I miss church, it was because I was on my way to church and I had a flat tire on the freeway in Alberton. And I didn't have it. The car I was driving was this, what they call this run flat. You know these new cars they produce now, they don't put spare tire. The devil is a liar. Please talk to the car manufacturers. They say because it's run flat. I, with run flat, I had flat tire. And I couldn't make it to church. Church, determine that you will not miss services. And the people of God say, Amen. Alright, Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. Luke 15 and verse 11. And he said, this is Jesus speaking. A certain man had two sons. How many sons? A certain man had two sons. Next verse. And the Bible says, 
Next verse, quickly. And the younger of them said unto his father, Father, I want you to give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And what did he do? He divided the goods unto them. What did he do? He divided the goods unto them. And the Bible says, not many days after, the younger son gathered how many? Gathered how many? He gathered everything that his father gave him and took his journey into a far country. Into a far country. This has been the case of the body of Christ. God blesses many people in the body and they take off to a far country. You don't see them in church anymore. They don't pray anymore. They don't come to services. They don't do anything that they did to get, to, to get that blessing from the Father. This has been the case of many, but that's not where I'm going. Next verse. The Bible said, then he wasted it on riotous living, on living recklessly. Wasted the money on careless living. And when he had spent all, how many did he spend? Look at your neighbor, say, don't spend all. Oh yeah, don't spend all. Don't spend all in 2022. Hmm, sila. Don't spend all. God is going to raise many people financially this year. Jesus. Uh, I just heard that in my spirit. And when he has spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. Next verse. And the Bible says, And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into the, his field to feed swine. You see, what many of us do when we run into trouble we go and seek for help in the wrong places in the wrong place can you imagine you get all this wealth from your father you waste it instead of thinking of your father first who do you think of you are thinking of other people that will help you. And look at the kind of person he went for help. Ladies, let me talk to you. When you are in financial trouble, don't go to a man. Oh, uh, okay. Eish. I don't know how to preach this thing this morning. I, I, I'm very calm. Uh, you know, we go to the wrong people for help. And we run into trouble. When you go to a man and tell him, I need this, I need that, the man obviously will tell you, nothing goes for nothing. This is why many of us have traded our destiny because, you see, church of God, the devil operates by trade and barter. He, he operates by what? Trade and barter system. The same thing with Esau. He did that with Esau. Give me your birthright and I will give you the porridge. And the Bible says Esau was a profane person or a fornicator who for a morsel of meat exchanged it for his birthright. He, he, he brought his destiny down to something so low and exchanged it for something so high. Don't exchange your destiny this year. 
This is not where I'm going today. This is not my preaching at all. But I just want us to glean from this. Don't run to the wrong people. This is not the year to go to unbelievers and start begging them for things. Any man that says, I want to sleep with you before I give you promotion, tell him, take your job and go to hell. Beloved, you must be able to stand persecution. I would rather be unemployed than to sleep with somebody to get a job. But pastor, I'm the only breadwinner. So what? God will take care of you. Listen to me. God sees every single sacrifice you make for him. In order to stay holy before him, he sees all that sacrifice. Don't be desperate. I told you the only person you should be desperate for in this life is who? God, not man. I won't be desperate for a woman. I won't be desperate for a man. We are desperate for all kinds of things in this life. People are desperate for money, desperate for car, desperate for wife, desperate for husband. Desperate. Don't be desperate. At the appointed time, God will give you what belongs to you. The Bible says he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, somebody say he came to himself. And he said, how many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare? Enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. Next verse. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Next verse. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me now one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great, a way, a great way off, his father saw him and had what? Compassion. And ran and fell on his neck and he kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and no more worthy to be called thy son. Next verse. But the father said unto his servant, Bring forth the best rope. Put it on him. Put a ring in his hand and shoes on his feet. Boy. And bring thither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead but is now restored back to life. He was lost but is now found. And they began to Mary and the church say amen let's pray father in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord for this privilege to be taught your word I ask oh God that you open the eyes of everyone here open the eyes of our understanding that we may receive this word with meekness Lord grant us access to revelations open the seal of the book this morning for us enlighten us father wake us up this morning this is the first Sunday of 2022 Lord we need to make a decision that will change our destiny forever in Jesus name we pray and the church say Amen alright the title of my message this morning is the principles 
for supernatural restoration. And I'm going to do a teaching quickly. The principles for supernatural restoration. I taught you that restoration is one of the major uh, advantages that God has set in the kingdom of God. Um, that we are not like the world that when they lose things they may not recover you may lose a wife lose a husband lose money lose cars lose whatever you lose but we thank God that we are in a kingdom where God has allowed us the privilege to have restoration when we lose things he promised us that I will restore the years in Joel chapter 2 and will restore the years that the locust, the caterpillar, the canker worm, the palmer worm has eaten away from you. If God says I can restore time, I believe that one of the things that cannot be restored is time. Amen, somebody. I told you that on New Year's Eve. Time, once you lose time, you don't have it anymore. You don't. Amen, somebody. Apostle Phyllis can never go back to 20 years again. It's impossible. The things I failed to do in my 20s, I can't do them anymore today. I'm now realizing that age is catching up with me. The rascal moves I used to make, I don't, there are some things I can't make anymore. Say amen, somebody. As you grow older, there are some things that you, you, you think you are still in your 20s. It's not going to happen. You will not be able to do them anymore. Say amen, somebody. And so, one of the things that is hardly restored this time but God said to us in this kingdom I can restore time <laughs> you didn't get excited there God said I can restore time what does it mean to restore time that means say for instance there were things I'm supposed to have had at the age of 20 or say 25 and I'm 30 or 35 I don't have them now, what God is saying is, in this kingdom, if you believe me for restoration, I can fast forward everything and make sure what you were supposed to have in your 20, you will have it today. Ah, you're not saying amen. You're not saying amen. You know, church, it's important that you understand this because you don't, so that you don't go into depression. You know, let, let me give you for instance. Um, we started House of Treasures by the instruction of God at the age of 40. I was a month and a half to 40 years when God told us to start House of Treasures. Do you know the question I asked God? Lord, I went to Bible school at 25. All my friends have begun ministry 15 years ago. How many of you have ever asked God that type of question? I'm, I'm telling you. I, listen, I'm, I'm real to God though. I'm not like you that pretend. Me and God, we see, I, sometimes I summon God for meetings. Lord, come down. I told you, come, let us talk. This, your throne is too high. <laughs> I have been coming there. It seems like you are not listening. Come down yourself and talk to me. Amen, somebody. <laughs> so I said, Lord, there were questions I asked God. Number because the instruction he gave me was too hard. He told me start the church. Number two, he said close your business. What? This is a business that gives me averagely two million rand a month. 
You telling me to close out? My expenditure is on the roof. Ha! He said, start the ministry, close your business. Question is, Lord, why are you letting me start church now? My mate started 15 years ago. When I came into South Africa, I wanted to start church because I was already a pastor in Nigeria. I wanted to start church. God restrained me from starting church. My spiritual father forced, he argued, he called me and said, why are you not starting? I said, God won't let me. I remember one day, he came to South Africa and I picked him up at the airport. And he was sitting at the back of my car with my spiritual mother. And while we were driving, he came to preach for uh, at Bosov. So I was driving him to Polokwani. I think that meeting was a conference in Polokwani. Somewhere there. I can't even remember where it is, but somewhere out of Joburg. And he said to me, son, why haven't you started ministry? Because when I was under him, I was one of the sought-after pastors. You know, not every pastor is, is the same. I was one of the sought-after pastors under him. I was dedicated to God. My spiritual father never calls me and says, son, what are you doing? He would just tell me, son, I'm doing a, 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 a crusade in, in Congo. You are leaving tomorrow or tonight. I will not, I will not, what I will eat, my job, all those things are not relevant. I take off immediately. I was that type of person. I have had the zeal for God. Many, it's not today. I start, this, I told you, this my rascal moves is not today. I'm a diehard follower of Jesus Christ. I'm a diehard lover of God. So I will take off. So he said to me, why haven't you started ministry? And I said, dad, the Lord won't allow me. And at the age of 40, the Lord says, start now. And I asked God, Lord, I am starting so late. My friends have started 15 years before me. The Lord asked me a question I will never forget. He said to me, son, would you have wanted to suffer what they suffered in 15 years? He said, I have bypassed 15 years and I will restore you. Today, church, I can tell you, listen, we were 25 of us in Bible school in the same class that graduated that year. I am not, it's not boasting, I don't brag, but I don't know of anyone in my class who is at the level of ministry we are today. I don't know of anyone, I don't. And I know some of them are listening to me, and I'm not joking. They call me, they tell me that we didn't know that the hand of the Lord was heavy on your life like this. Church, God is a restorer. Forget the years you have lost will be restored. I said the years you have lost will be restored in the name of Jesus. So, I'm gonna, I want us to go through these principles. What do I do to receive restoration? Especially in this beginning of the year. I need to tell you this so that you can apply yourself to it. Number one is self-evaluation. Self-evaluation. On this day, as we begin the first Sunday of the year, a lot of you need to sit down in this week and do some self-evaluation. Give me the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. I'm not going to rush this. 
The Bible says, examine yourselves. Who should examine you? Somebody say myself. The Bible says you should examine yourself. Whether you be, you still in faith. Prove your own self. Prove yourself. Don't wait for some. Not angels should examine you, not God. Examine yourself. This is one thing everybody in this church must learn to do. And those of you listening to us online. Learn self-examination. Self-examination. Why am I where I am today? Why am I not married? Why is things rough for me? Why am I in the same church where people are sharing testimonies and I'm not? Self-examination. Self-examination. It's very important. The Bible talks about this prodigal son that we are talking about that the Bible said that at the end of his life, he lost everything in, towards somewhere along his life. But in the end, he was restored back to the original position with a party. Say amen. I want to glean all these principles from what he did. Because I believe what that young man did, if we do it from now, a lot of things will come back many times in this year. Your amen, your amen, your amen. A lot of things will be restored back many folds in this year. Self-examination. Luke chapter 15 and verse 7. Luke 15 and verse 7. The scripture that we were reading. Sorry, verses... Uh, not 17, 17, sorry. Luke 15 and verse 17, please. The Bible says when he, write it down and look up the screen. When he came to himself, look at your neighbor say, please come to yourself. Do you know what this, the meaning of this is? The Bible says he summoned himself for a meeting. You need to gather yourself by yourself and go for a meeting with yourself. When he came to him, how do you come to yourself? I mean, you know, the Bible doesn't miss words. He said when he came to himself, you can't come to yourself. I mean, I can say the King Francis came to me because he's there. He's a different person. I am here. Myself is here. But the Bible says he came to himself. He summoned himself for a meeting and said, sit down, boy. How many higher servants does my father have? I am here eating the food of pigs. I took everything my father labored for, squandered it in conquer and squandered it in teasers, drank all the Jack Daniel in the world. Now I have come to ground zero. I wasted them wearing expensive clothes. Young people, let me talk to you. You know, when I see all these young girls, young boys displaying Gucci, at the age of 22, 25, 30, you are going to be hungry at 50. Listen, it's not a bad prophecy. You have not reached that age. You know, I'm a father. I have, I'm not, I told you, I'm not a guest speaker. I will tell you the truth. The time you are supposed to be saving, you are using it to buy Gucci and buy our money, buy all these expensive clothes. Beloved, you will go hungry at 50. You see, 
there are certain age you get to if certain things have not been prepared you will struggle in the old age of your life I always tell myself when I see all these people that carry placard help food no food no water no ice block no ice cream no no juice no this one what I see is a man that wasted his 20s you can't be at 40 carrying um, uh, no food no water my friend what were you doing at your 20s this is the time to labor and gather oh You know what the Bible, oh boy, somebody here has dragged me away from my message. The Bible said, go to the ant, you sluggard, you lazy man. It didn't say you are lazy because you don't have money, you don't have clothes, you, don't, you didn't work. No. He said, go to the sluggard, oh, go to the ant, oh, you sluggard, you lazy person. Who gathered his food in summer and eat them in winter. You are in the summer years of your life. And all you can think of is expensive clothes. You will go hungry in the winter time of your life. Believe me, I will teach you the truth. This is not the time. There is time for everything. I don't think I ever wore any Gucci shoes at 45. I, I don't even know. I don't know of owning anything Gucci all these designers, D&G, name them, Louis Vuitton, all these expensive clothes. I don't think I ever wore any of them before 45 years. Boy, I had money. I had money, but I was keeping the money. I was keeping the money. I owned 67 properties. How many? When my first investigation that I went through with, okay, let's not mention names. <laughs> The first question they asked me when they came into my office is, how did, you are a foreigner, how did you own 67 properties? Somebody shall savings. You think if I was wearing all these expensive things, I would, no. I was laboring for when I get to 50. That's why today I'm not sweating. I am not. My wife's treatment that we were doing, we were paying 131, 148,000 every three weeks. I get it from my rent house. When I collect rent here, collect rent, they put it together. I pay. Beloved, because when we were in our 20s, nobody told me that my wife would have cancer at the age of 40, 46. Hello? Church, you prepare for days to come. Stop wasting your money on nonsense. You are trying to keep up with Joneses. Joneses don't even notice you. Nobody cares what you wear. People are hungry. You think anybody was worried about what you are wearing? No. Put your life in order now. Put it in order now. Now, 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 now. I'm talking to serious people. Put your life in order now. Now. Because a time will come when you, all those things you wasted, all those things are properties, they are, they are things that could have been giving you money today. Please be wise. The Bible said, this young man said to himself, how many higher servants my father has that have enough bread to eat and to spare and I am here perishing and languishing. Church of God, you must learn the art 
of having a conversation with yourself. Conversation with yourself. This is one thing you must do in 2022. Now we are beginning. Some of you need to take time off. Especially you are, you are still on a holiday. You are not started work yet. Take time off and ask questions. I will be in this auditorium alone from tomorrow. I lock myself up until Wednesday night. I don't go anywhere. Once I lock the door, I lock it. Nobody comes in. Nobody goes out. Only me here. What am I doing? Praying and examining myself. Felix, last year, how was last year? Do you want to repeat last year or you want to do something better and bigger this year? Examine yourself. What do I need to add to what I did last year so that I can get better this year? Oh, your amen, your amen. Ask yourself questions. Why are things the way they are? Ask yourself questions. Why do I have tension in my marriage? Some of you don't ask. Every day you are pointing fingers. This boy didn't blame his father. He didn't blame his elder brother. He didn't blame the devil. He didn't blame uh, uh, Jesus. He didn't blame anyone. He came to himself. Examine himself. Don't pass blame to anyone. Where you are is a result of you. Why is that tension in my marriage? Why? Why do I have pressure? Me and my husband are always fighting. Examine yourself. God will talk to you what you need to change. It's amazing when I sit in marriage counseling. Everybody, my husband is this. My wife is this. My husband is this. My wife is this. Nobody says I am this. One day I sat with a couple. True story. I, and this will help somebody. This woman came to me and says, my husband is this, my husband is that, my husband is bad, my husband is dangerous, my husband is brutal, my husband is Satan. And you know one thing with me, I don't judge matter from one person. So I say, can I see you and your husband next Tuesday? She says, amen. Then they came the next Tuesday and they sat down. So I said, husband, your wife was here last Tuesday. And he says, you are this, you are that, you are Satan's younger brother. The husband said, you know, apostle, I've tried my best to love this woman as much as I can. You know, every beginning of the month, I give her 35000 for the household maintenance. First, I didn't even go to other reasons. I said to her, is it true? She said, yes. Eh? Me, I've never given my wife 35000 for household you are coming to me for counseling. Telling me your husband is young, Satan's younger brother. And he gives you 35,000 for house. Any man that gives you that kind of money really loves you. When, when the man said that, then he began to say other things. Jesus, I said to her daughter, you need to repent. Repent from your wicked ways. Church of God, you know, <laughs> beloved, examine yourself. That woman, all the problem in their marriage, she has placed it on the man. He is the one that is causing the problem. She has refused to self-examinate. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Church, you need to ask yourself questions. You are a lady here. You have five siblings. Ladies, 
Your mother is divorced. Your elder sister is divorced. The one next to her is divorced. Now you, you are married and you and your husband are always fighting. Sit down and say, Lord, what is going on? It seems like there is something going on in my family that I need to cross-check. Please pay attention. Don't be distracted. If there is something in my family that I must deal with. Deal with it in this January. Something is wrong in the family. There was a friend of mine who's a doctor. Very close friend of mine. We used to be so close. In fact, my wife and I in those years when we got our first year of marriage, we always spent it in his house. He used to live in Winchester. We, we were very, very... Let me not use the word broke, but yeah, we were, we were on the floor. So this guy was very blessed. And so every weekend, we'll go to his house, he would cook. You know, that was where we ate very nice meal. You know, so, you know, and doctor wanted to get married. So he went home, back to Nigeria, to go and get married. So he, I don't know how this girl that he went to school years ago, they were childhood friends, and he told his father, I want to marry this girl. And when he got to his father, the father said to him, hey, boy, I'm home. Something is wrong in that family. That girl's elder sister got married. The husband died in one month. The one next to the one, that one got married and the husband was involved in an accident and died in the one month of their marriage. Now you are marrying the third person in the family. I think something is wrong in that family that needs to be dealt with. Doctors say, ah, I'm a big boy. I'm from South Africa. The country where we are from, those things don't exist. I will take her to South Africa. All the demons will let her go. Is that so? Doctor married that woman. Doctor came back. They do, did their wedding in Nigeria. He came back to South Africa. Doctor was in his place of business. Some armed men came, shot doctor dead, left the other people that were with him. Only him shot dead and they walked away. Not up to one month of his wedding. If you are dealing with certain things and you can see a track record from your family, oh, that's not the time to eat pap and flicks. Okay, you, you will not like me this morning. That's the time to push food away and say, destiny, I must flog you out with God in January. I need to flog you out. Something is wrong. I can't be in this position forever. How can I struggle through life like this? No, I'm not going to be like my father. I won't be like my mother. I won't be like my siblings. I must make a difference in this family. Somebody shout an amen. There's a reason why you are struggling financially. Amen, somebody. Spiritually, examine yourself. What kind of growth do you want this year? Some of you in one year now, 2021, you didn't read your Bible. You don't even understand scriptures. You have been born again for five years and you, don't, you can't quote 10 scriptures. Something is wrong with your Christianity. Say amen. amen. Examine yourself. I'm going to study the Bible this year. Some of you, it let 2022 be the year you will finish the Bible for the first time. Read the Bible all through. Read the Bible all through. Make spiritual goals. I will not miss any Saturday prayer. Come hell or high waters. Now that curfew has been lifted, we will come back to overnight prayers. Say amen, somebody. We will come back to overnight prayers. 
So, some Saturdays we will do morning, some Fridays we will do night. Because this thing must break for you. <laughs> Amen, somebody. I am tired of seeing you manage through life. Life is not to be managed. The part of the justice as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Your life is supposed to be better this year than 2021. So we can't manage through life anymore. No, I'm tired of managing. No, I was not born to manage. I was born to live a life in abundance. Jesus came for in John 10, 10. Abundance to the full till it overflows. That's my portion. Look at Genesis chapter 24. I've been studying, you know, uh, last month I was preaching on, uh, on marriage. So I studied Genesis, the book of Genesis, because I wanted to know what was God's first plan on how to find a wife. Because I found wife years ago. So now I need to know how, if I, if I have to start finding, how do I do it? So I have to read from Gen the whole of Genesis last month so that I find out how Abraham found a wife, how Isaac found a wife, how Jacob found a wife, how all these patriarchs. There is something in the Bible called the law of first mention. Law of what? First mention. If you really want to see the mind of God, you will go and search for where it happened first in the Bible. That's the true mind of God. As the, the, the scripture went down the line, men started disobeying God. Some people started adding their own things. Amen. Imagine, when, when Jesus came, they came to Jesus and said, uh, Moses said we should divorce our wives. In Matthew 19, Jesus replied, from the beginning it was not. That, Jesus said, listen, when we originally planned marriage when I was in heaven, it was not so. There was no divorce in the game. There was no divorce. It is still dead to you part. He said, from the beginning it was not so. He said, Moses gave you that permission because of the hardness of your heart. He allowed you to divorce. But it's not God's plan. God hates divorce. Let me say that again. The way I, you see the intensity which I said it, that's how God hates it. God hates divorce. All this, I want to divorce, I'm tired, I want to run. You are going nowhere. This year, we will not let you divorce. You will flog it out. This January, pray. Pray for that husband. Pray him. Pray fast. Fast. All this, I'm tired, I want to... I, I, I. No. Pray for your marriage. How can you be living with your husband... You and him are tension in your bedroom. No peace. No joy. No laughter. No communication. Something is wrong. Amen, somebody? No. Marriage is not supposed to be endured. It's supposed to be enjoyed. Somebody say amen to that. Luke 24 verse 62 and 63. Let me show you what Isaac did. If this is where I stop today, we'll continue on Wednesday. Luke 24, uh, sorry. Genesis 24. Genesis 24, verse 62. Quickly, put it for us on the screen. Genesis 24, verse 62. And Isaac came 
from the way of the well. I read this when I was studying the book of Genesis. This blessed me. Oh boy, pay attention. Isaac came from the way of the well and Lahiro, uh, in the well of Lahiro, for he dwelt in the country, in the south country. Next verse. And Isaac went out to the, meditate in the field. He did what? He went out to meditate. He, the Bible, he didn't have Bible. Then Isaac them didn't have Bible. What was he meditating on? Somebody shall self-examination. He went out to the field to think. You must let, some of you don't know how to, you talk too much. That's the truth. You must learn to sit down, be quiet. There is something I used to do those years. I would switch off light in my room. Dark room. I'll be quiet. Just sit still. Sit still. People don't know how to sit. That's why we don't hear from God. If you, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Until you learn to be still. Some of you can't be quiet for five minutes. You have a serious problem. Sit down for hours, two, three hours, four hours, just sitting and thinking. Beloved, you will come up with a solution. Believe me, try what I'm saying. Most of the times when I run into a dead end, this is what I do. Not prayer. Most times I, when I have a problem, I, don't, I do more thinking. God is able to do Ephesians 2 verse what? Verse 20. God is able to do exceeding, keep going abundantly, keep going above all we can ask. Or what else? Or think. That means the same way your prayer is the same weight prayer carries in the realm of the spirit before God. That's what thinking carries in the realm of the spirit. But most of you have been doing praying, no thinking. That's why you are not getting results. They carry the same weight. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think not end think or that means is if i say um if i say bring me uh son stand up please move that table please pay attention if i say to him bring me this chair or that chair what does that mean that means the two chair are they are what the same. I can't say bring me my chair or that chair. They're not the same. If I say bring me mom, the chair mommy used to sit and my chair, they are the same. That's why I say bring either or. God says I'm able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. Put it for us, Ephesians 2.20. Let them see. You think I'm sucking this out of my tongue? You need to do some thinking. Now unto him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or according to his power that worketh in us. Or do some thinking. You can think your way out of problem. You can think your way out of poverty. Isaac went to meditate in the field. Put back our scripture. And the Bible said the moment he lifted up his eyes, there was Rebecca. You see how to find wife? Not tombo, tombo, is kalaba, is... No, 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 no. What do you say here? In Nigeria, we say tombo, tombo. You know when you want to... 
Do you have? Uh, what do you say? Pinky, pinky. Jehovah Shama. <laughs> That's not how to find a wife, my dear. Put it back for us. I said Genesis 24, verse 63. It says, And Isaac went to the field to meditate in the evening times. And when he lifted up his eyes, he saw and behold, the camels were coming. Next one. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes when he saw Isaac. And she lighted off the camel. The guy was meditating, thinking. And when he lifted up his eyes from meditation, he saw his wife. Something else I read, which is not part of this message, but can I give it to you for free? Keep that scripture, keep that scripture, keep that scripture. Somebody, somebody here loves Mahala. Next verse, look at the next verse. And she had said unto the servant, What man is this that walketh in the field to meet us? And the servant had said, It is my master. Therefore she took a veil and covered herself. Ladies, the moment Rebecca saw Isaac, she covered herself. She didn't take off her clothes. Hey! Jesus. When I saw this, I said, Oh my God, oh my God. This is where my daughters are missing it. My daughters have been removing clothes. Rebecca failed herself. <laughs> ah, that blessed me, man. Please go and read Genesis this month. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There is so much stuff in Genesis. I mean, I've been reading Bible. I never saw this. Although maybe because my eyes now are, is about to start moving. <laughs> Amen, somebody. The Bible says she veiled herself. <laughs> Let me leave that alone. 2 Kings chapter 7 and verse 3. 2 Kings chapter 7 and verse 3. Look at your neighbor say, self-examine yourself. Yeah, you need to. You need to. This January, self-examination. Please, I beg you, sit down and think. There are some things in your life that must go in 2022. All this laziness, fighting, anger, all this stubbornness, rebellion, rebellious to authority, all these things must live your life. The Bible says, And there was four leprous men in the entering of the gate, and they said to one another, Why sit we here till we die? Let me tell you what happened before this. Second Kings chapter 7 verse 1. The Bible says that Elijah, Elijah came and said, Thus saith the Lord, by this, uh, that there will be no rain, sorry, no, by this time tomorrow, a barrel of meal will be sold for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So the Bible says after he gave this prophecy, see the people that God used to fulfill the prophecy. It was impossible because there has been no food for three and a half years. And then somebody comes up and says, in the midst of no food, by this time tomorrow, food will be surplus. Don't you think you will say, this guy is crazy? He said, but according to the word of the Lord. And then all of a sudden, four guys who decided to think, leprous men, leprosy eats your bones. You can't run with leprosy. It eats up your bone, your flesh. The Bible said this leprous men sat down and said to themselves, 
why are we even sitting here till we die? Do you know how many times they've sat there? Do you know how many years they've been sitting there? But on the day they decided to think and cross-examine themselves, that was the day of their breakthrough. Why sit we here till we die? Next verse. Next verse. If we say we will enter the city, then the famine is in the city. If we shall die there, he said, and we shall die there. If we sit here, we will die also. How can you be stagnated because you are afraid to take risk? One of the things I would deal with this year is the spirit of fear. Fear can paralyze you from fulfilling destiny. So many of you are operating under the spirit of fear. You are too careful. That's why you are not blessed. Everything is, you want to be too careful. No, you can't be too careful. There were people that went to spy the land. Joshua, sorry, Moses appointed 12 men to go and spy the land of Canaan. The Bible said when they came back, 10 men said, we be not able to take it. Only two, Joshua and Caleb, said we be able to take it. The people are bred to us. We have what it takes. You must have that mentality of Joshua and Caleb this year. I have what it takes to be a millionaire in 2022. I have what it takes to ascend in 2022. I have what it takes to be a CEO. I have what it takes to be a manager. I have what it takes. I'm not going to live in fear. Don't be in fear. Job lived in fear. After God had blessed him, this man loves God, fears God, does everything right, but only allow fear. And Satan, because of that fear, took everything Job had. Job didn't lose things because he sinned. He lost it because of fear. He said, the things I feared greatly has come upon me. Next verse. Keep going. It says, if we say we enter into the city, the famine is in the city and we shall die there. But if we sit here, we will die also. Now therefore, come, let us fall into the host, fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall die. So listen, if I sit here, I am hungry. If I go start the business, I will still be hungry, but perhaps the business may work. That's literally what they were saying. And look at the next verse. Please keep going. Next verse. And they rose up in twilight and go into the camp of the Syrians. When they were come to the utmost part of the camp of the Syria, behold, there was what? These people were afraid that when they go to the Syrian camp, the Syrians will kill them. But now, because they've thought of it, they self-examined themselves. They did a lot of meditation and said, let's go. Let's keep moving. They now walk towards the Syrian camp. Next verse. Please, next verse. Quickly. The Bible says, For the Lord had made the host of the Syrian to hear a noise of chariot. How can the steps of four men become the host, a whole army's voice and chariots included? How can? That is what God does when you do thinking. The Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise, a noise of horses and noise of great hosts or army. And they said to one another, Lo, the king of Israel had hired against us king of the Hittites. So God 
because of these people's mentality and mindset, the four leprous men, God made another person to start thinking nonsense. When you really meditate, God will make your CEO start thinking nonsense. You get to work, he will promote you to a manager. He won't know why he did it. Please put back my scripture. He said, for they said to one another, Lo, the king of Israel had hired against us king of the Hittites, king of Egyptians, to come upon us. Next verse. Wherefore they arose and fled at twilight. So, the four leprous men left their position at twilight. The moment they made the decision, examined themselves, made the decision to take a step, God at that time stepped into the camp of the Syrians and made them hear noise of chariots and they took off exactly the same time. They left at twilight, the Syrian camp empty, left their camp at twilight. They left at what? Twilight. Next verse. The Bible says, Wherefore they arose and fled at twilight and left their tents, their horses, their asses, even, even the camp it was, and fled for their life. Next verse. When these lepers came to the utmost part of the camp, they went into one tent. And first, I love these lepers. You know they've been hungry. Hayabasha. They first dealt with chicken and cheese and, and some, some biryani and dealt with some Oh boy, I'm hungry. Glory to God. <laughs> it's, it's, they first ate. Next verse. And when these lepers came, keep going, keep going. Then they said to, no, 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 go back, go back, go back. The Bible says, and they went into one tent, they first ate and drank. And then, now look at the things they began to carry. They carried, name them. How are you going to carry silver this year? By thinking. They carried silver, they carried gold, they carried clothes and went and first he did for themselves and came again, entered another tent. They carried this also and went and he did. So, they, you know, Bible says love your neighbor, love yourself or your neighbor as you love your... So they first love themselves first. Let me bless myself first. And then now, this time around, they now said to one another, they said to one another, we do, not, we do not well. This day is a good day, a good, uh, good tidings. If we hold our peace, sorry, we hold our peace, if we tarry till morning, the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, that we may go and tell the king, king's household. Nezves. So they came and called the, uh, the porter of the city, and they told them saying, we came to the camp of the Syrians and behold, there was no man there. Neither voice of men, but horses, no, uh, but horses tied and asses tied and the tents as they were. Next verse. And they called the porters and they told it to the king's house. Next verse. Next verse. And the king arose in the night and they all went and gathered all the stuff. And next verse. I want to see. So one of the servants, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to go into this one. Next verse. Next verse. I want to see where the Bible says, and the word of the Lord was fulfilled. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay, and the people go backwards. All right. And the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour, ah, oh, Jesus, which the man of God prophesied in chapter 7 verse 1 and 2 a measure of fine flour 
was now sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel according to what? The word of... Now, church, a prophecy went out. The people God used to fulfill the prophecy was people who could think. Not people who could pray. People who could think. Church, I want to beg you today. Take time off this month. That's why I'm starting with this message. Because we're in the first Sunday. This is time to switch off TV. Switch off internet. And sit down and, and think. Flog out your destiny with God. I will not remain the same at the end of this year. I will not. No. I will not. I can tell you God has done so many things in my life this year. God has done so much. So many things. I can't even count. I know you may say, but you lost your wife. My wife went to heaven. Oh, okay. All right. Church, let me tell you. The greatest desire I have today. Listen, can I say that to you? The, the most uppermost desire in my heart. The greatest thing that will ever happen to me which I'm still waiting for is one day that I end up in heaven. Not car, not house, not clothes. No. I want to go to heaven. No? That's why I'm living. I can't come here and play games. No, I can't. Heaven is real. Paul said, lest after I preach to you, I become a castaway. How can I preach all these things and end up in hell? Amen, somebody. I want to make it to heaven. Some of you are living your life as if there is no heaven. Right now, as a man, you have already, you, you have a meeting with a girlfriend. Once you drop your family at home, you are meeting a girlfriend somewhere. Beloved, hell is real. Oh, you won't say amen. Self-examination. Determine that this year, you are going to flog it out with destiny. going to grow spiritually these are the days where you and me need to come before God and become men that will fulfill prophecy don't give excuses COVID-19 because of COVID-19 I'm not growing no beloved leave COVID-19 alone don't fear COVID-19 there are people now you are watching me on the internet you have not been to church because you say there is COVID you are walking in fear listen to me let, can I be honest? I believe everybody has had COVID. COVID is just flu. But pastor, it killed some people. It's okay. You know how many other diseases have killed people? Why are we not worried about them? They locked the whole nation, the whole earth locked down because of one virus. One virus. You can't live in fear of COVID. My, I told my children, everywhere we go, we're in Cape Town, daddy, mask, mask. Me, I hate mask with a passion. I, me, I'm telling you the truth. I won't lie on the pulpit. I hate this mask. Avail yourself every day because of COVID. I can't breathe. I'm breathing back my own uh, carbon dioxide. I hate this mask with a passion. And if you hate it, I don't blame you. In Jesus' name. I don't blame you. Beloved, 
I am not afraid of COVID. It will come. God forbid I will catch it. I catch it, I will, I will be back. <laughs> Somebody. What is all this? Because of COVID, we can't hug each other. We can't greet each other. Isolation. Isolate one another. Families can't. You go to your brother's house. You're doing this. What is this? That's for Cyril Ramaphosa and his friends. No, not me and you. Amen. Praise God, somebody. Church, I don't want to live in fear of any sort. Any sort. The Lord is the keeper of my soul. If God can't keep me, then let coronavirus kill me. Amen, somebody. Am I saying I'm careless? No, I'm not. I'm not. But I wouldn't walk in fear. I will never live in fear for COVID-19. Never, 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 never. 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 The only reason I wear masks is because they restrained it to everywhere. Me, I will. Beloved, not, not me. And I'm sorry, I'm, I know some of you are disappointed at me. You are so disappointed. You want to leave church now. Beloved, all I'm saying to you, yes, am I saying COVID? They are, listen, listen, church. There are diseases that have killed more people than COVID-19 in this life. Nobody locked the whole nations down. Shut down our economy. They borrowed 570 billion. We don't know what they did with it. Now the country is in debt. Mortgaging the future of our children. All these things that are happening now during COVID, all these monies they borrowed, they've squandered, corruption everywhere. Who do you think will pay for it? Not me and you. It's the generations to come. Nigeria did that. Today, Nigeria owes trillions of dollars. And the economy is paying for it. The people that borrowed the money have left. They've eaten the money. Some of them have died. And now the people that are suffering are the ones in this generation. Beloved, we need to be wise. I cast out the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus Christ. None of you will ever live in fear. Don't live in fear. Don't live in fear. Please, I beg you. This year, don't allow fear in your life. COVID didn't make me do this. I can't do that business because of COVID. I can't enter there. There is too much crowd. There is this. My friend, go there. Beloved, we gathered our conference home almost 6,000 people per day. There is nobody that came for that conference that has died of COVID. No one, not one. I have not seen a record that has died of COVID. Church, why are you afraid? The things you are afraid of are the things that are running to you. Don't be afraid. I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not advocating be careless, but I'm saying don't live in fear. Oh, if I don't put my mouth, oh, 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 COVID, COVID, no. I was going to the ATM yesterday. I was with my kids. I was going to the ATM to withdraw. Somebody sent me, uh, sent me money yesterday via e-wallet. So I went to the ATM. I wanted to take my kids out for lunch. I went to the ATM. As we packed, my children said, take mask. ATM is empty. Yesterday was New Year. I said to my children, take which mask? There is nobody there. What is your problem? Oh, Hannah, my daughter, they should have made that COVID inspector. Jesus. 
Kaya Bashataya. Hallelujah. He said, Daddy, mask, mask. I said, Daughter, the ATM is empty. I went without mask. Some of you are that afraid. You can't live anywhere. You live. In fact, I see some people are men. God, this COVID, I've seen things. Some people are driving alone in the car. Are you going to give yourself COVID? Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hey, Jesus, help us. Help us, man. I tell you. Alone in the car. I have seen, you know, this COVID has brought so many things. Alone in the car. I will be watching them alone in the car. Especially in my estate. You know, rich men, they don't, they, they, they hate to die. I do, I do walks in the morning. I do uh, prayer walk in the morning around the estate. I haven't done that in a while now. I think since mommy passed, I haven't. But I'll be walking in the morning. I mean, it's a, it's a huge estate. People are walking and joking with masks. I say to myself, but I know. Beloved, fear has torment. You are walking alone. In a whole estate, wind is blowing. Who will give you COVID? No fear. Lord, somebody shout, no fear. no fear. Are you blessed today? 